This podcast is also brought to you by Monkey Knife Fight. Monkey Knife Fight is a different type of DFS experience, offering both fantasy point and stat-based contests. One of my personal favorites is a more or less contest, where you choose the over or the under for a preset combination of different players. You can even parlay to multiply your winnings. Use promo code UND when you sign up at monkeyknifefight.com and get an instant 100% match on your deposit. So go out and join the Undroppables on monkeyknifefight.com today. If you do this for me, you will be a made man. Are you working? Yeah, what kind of work do you do? My team is the Rush. She looks flawless. The synopsis is we going to the top. And really, there is no other option. Opposition start tripping. I laugh. They even try to top this. Embarrassed competition like women caught in public topless. Toxic flows are locking low. Blow minds explode. No crimes patrol. Just fighting codes. Get broken by those that's supposed to be your bros. Blood is mud because loyalty is gold. Rolling OGs get blown. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to the two-on-one fantasy sports podcast. An esteemed member of the Undroppables Media Network, where you can find all of the Undroppables podcasts on any app you're listening to podcasts on by searching The Undroppables, where you'll find the two-on-one, the undrafted, and unscripted, the flagship podcast of the Media Network. So when you're done listening to this podcast, or if you want to just take a break right now, make sure you subscribe, rate, and view all three of those excellent pods. So I'm your commish, Tommy Moe, back for week five to bring you all the information you need to win your weekly lineups. And before we get started with today's rundown of players and starts and sits, there's just two things I wanted to talk about. The first one is the Tennessee Titans breaking protocol and testing positive for coronavirus after they already had their week four game delayed, rescheduled, put on a bye, They still went out of practice, broke protocol, made the news all over the internet yesterday, broke the internet. People were losing their mind on Twitter, saying to make example of the Titans, how could they do this? What are they thinking? And I get it. I'm taking this coronavirus pandemic very seriously. But one thing I didn't like to see, or I didn't like reading, was the punishment that people were, were offering up. You know, and saying they should suspend their the team for the rest of the season or forfeit games or basically just lose out on playing. And also losing out on money too, right? Because if you don't play, you don't get paid. But what I don't like about that is that also affects the other teams they're playing against. Like last week, the Steelers were asked out because Titans didn't do what they were supposed to do. And you saw certain Steelers players tweet out that, you know, why are they getting the short end of the stick now? Why is this affecting their pocketbook when they did what they were supposed to do and were doing everything right. So that's why I don't like this proposed punishment for them, for the Titans. And yes, something does need to happen. Yes, they do need to be made an example of. But don't do something that also punishes the other team. Don't do something that's going to affect the game so nobody plays, nobody gets paid. Just hit the Titans in their pocketbook. Find the team. Find them an astronomical amount of money if you want to. And yeah, if it goes too far, I'm sure they're going to they're gonna appeal and try to lessen the amount. But punish the team that did the wrong thing. Punish the Titans. Hit them where it really hurts. Hit them in their pocketbook. 
find the owner, find the whole organization, find every individual player that was found breaking protocol, but keep it to the Titans. And if the players are healthy, if there are players on that team that were following protocol, even if they're second strings, let them play. Why, why punish them too? You know, if it was really the whole team, then it was. But if there's some guys, I mean, and, and I would guarantee there's definitely some guys that took it seriously. Then let those guys still play. At least let them have football. Let us have football. Shoot. But that's just my two cents on that. The other one I wanted to talk about real quick is the benching of Dwayne Haskins. And say what you will about if he truly deserved to be benched, if Kyle Allen deserves to start, Alex Smith deserves to be the backup. I'm not going to comment on his play because I think it definitely has been equal to other starting quarterbacks that aren't benched. So what people seem to have such a hard time with is how he was benched, how the team handled it, how the Ron Rivera decided to go about it. Why Washington football team is a terrible organization because of how they handled this. And again, I have another contrarian take on it. It's football. At the end of the day, it's football. And Ron Rivera is an old school coach. And he's going to play players that show up and want to play and are doing what they're supposed to do and are making plays. And he's not going to want to play guys that aren't meeting whatever standard and goals that he's established for the team of not just performance on the playing field, but how you act in the locker room, how you act off the field. And we haven't heard any reports about off the field issues, but considering he wasn't actually playing that bad, not great, but not bad. It has to be something else. There has to be something going on behind the scenes in the locker room. That's just for the team. That's not just causing Dwayne to be benched, but to now be the third string quarterback on the depth chart and making him have terrible body language out there. I put a tweet out there that he's probably pouting, you know, the another tweet came out that he's now requesting a trade again. It's football. Like I know it's a business. I know it's the NFL. It's a little bit different. It's your profession. But people so mad about Ron Rivera and, and the team, how they handled it. I don't know. It's old school, I guess. And that's how Ron Rivera is. And he's not here to be your friend. Be nice. Sometimes some people, you need to make an example out of some people. We just talked about it with the Titans. So the same type of people that I've seen calling for the Titans head ban them from games, make them forfeit games. Some of those people are the same people trying to coddle Dwayne Haskins over here. And I get it sucks. But that's how football is sometimes. Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it's not fair. Yeah, say what you want. He wasn't Ron Rivera's guy. At the end of the day, he got the start for a reason. If Kyle Allen was the guy, Kyle Allen would have gotten the start. And I guarantee if Kyle Allen... Fucks up. We're going to see Hassan's back out there. It'd be nice to see Alex Smith, but I'm just a little bit worried about his leg. But we're going to see Hassan's back out there because at the end of the day, it's football. 
and they want to and they play to win. And you put the best people out there to win. And so if that's what Ron Rivera thinks, if that's what the organization organization thinks, it's their business. I mean, I put out a tweet also. I, I'm going to evaluate players that are out there on the field. I'm not going to evaluate, analyze, overanalyze teams' decisions, teams, what they decide to do with their players. It's their team. We don't know everything that happens. We don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes, and there's always something going on behind the scenes. There's always something going on in the locker room. Look at Earl Thomas, great football player. Some people don't want him on their team. There's other things that go on. So if Dwayne Haskins is really the man he thinks he is, if he really wants to be the starter, then he'll earn that spot back. And he'll take this lump, this setback, and man up, get better, do better, make better plays, make plays. The person that's making the plays is going to get on the field. So he needs to prove that. And where he needs to prove it is practice. Yeah, practice. I'm talking about practice, like Alan Iverson said. I'm talking about practice. Because that's what gets you on the field. And then when you get on the field, you make plays. You take advantage of your opportunities and you put it on tape. So I hope Haskins takes this as a challenge. So anyway, enough of my soapbox. Those are my two comments I wanted to make on two big stories that were filling fancy football news this week. So with that, like I said, it's just me today. No guests. I want to make this one a little bit quick for you. I want to do something different too. I'm going to go through each game, give you some starts and sits from each game so I can cover everybody. You can fast forward to who you who you want. You can check it out on Clipcast. Go to Clipcast. We're on there. 2141 Fantasy Sports is on Clipcast. If you don't know what Clipcast is, it's basically Google for Fantasy Football Podcast. Go to Clipcast. Type in the player name you want. Hopefully the 2-1-1 Fantasy Sports comes up first. But if not... You're going to find your favorite podcast talking about that player. Get their app. Go to their website. Create an account. You can make a playlist of all the guys that you're doing research on for that week. And hear what all your favorite podcasts have to say about that guy. I love it. It's a great app. Definitely helps me. Those guys are great guys. Go check it out. So with that, let's get into some fantasy football talk. So we're recording this after Thursday Night Football. Buccaneers and the Bears came down to the wire with a field goal, 19-20. to 20. Not a lot of offensive production, not a lot of fantasy points being scored. We did see a decent day from David Montgomery. Same with Ronald Jones, eclipsing the 100-yard mark. Great to see that. A little bit of work from Mike Evans, the uh, Derrick Henry, the Jordan Howard of fantasy football uh, wide receivers. Allen Robinson getting his normal targets. Saw some good production from Mooney. Some good playing time from Mooney. The guys over at Unscripted have been talking about Mooney for a a few weeks now. So make sure he's on your radar. And then we saw a little bit of a breakout from uh, Tyler Johnson, the rookie from, from Minnesota. We wrote about him, scouted him for the rookie scouting report for this year. And... You know, it's he, he, he's a dynasty stash. You know, I know some people that, that had him for a while and dropped him because he's 
in a long list of wide receivers for the Bucks, but if Godwin and uh, Scotty Miller can sit, continue to be out, he might get some more playing time, but he's still a rookie, so better for Dynasty. Keep him on the watch list for redraft. Like I said, if those touches go up, if that playing time goes up, he might be worth rostering. First game for Sunday, we got the Jaguars versus the Texans. No more Bill O'Brien, so let's see how this game goes. Hopefully a little bit better for Deshaun Watson and David Johnson. There's no full moon this week, so don't start Will Fuller. Again, Jack Pat Galileo on Twitter. Shout out to the homie for finding when is the right time to start Will Fuller. Still don't trust uh, Brandon Cooks, so I would sit Brandon Cooks this week. I would also sit Will Fuller, not play him in DFS. Definitely start up Deshaun Watson and David Johnson. For the Jaguars, in a 12-man league, one quarterback league, I'm still considering starting Gardner Minshew and uh, Superflex, definitely starting Gardner. James Robinson is a start in all formats, as well as DJ Chark. LaVishka Sinault, I would say only in Dynasty and deeper leagues. Maybe a flex play if you have to start him, but I wouldn't. For the Bengals and the Ravens, Joe Burrow's coming along nicely. For Superflex, he's definitely a start, but he should be rostered in most one-quarterback leagues as a nice backup. Joe Mixon had a great week last week. I doubt that continues again, but if they block it up this game, give him the opportunities. He has that skill set to break out. But if you can sit him this week, I probably would. Tyler Boyd's a start. A.J. Green's a sit. T. Higgins is a start if you need to in a deeper league. Drew Sample, probably worth the start anyways, every week. On the flip side, keep a lookout for Lamar Jackson's knee. We'll get a report later today on Friday. He should be good to go, but just watch that. Might be a little bit more running yards for Mark Ingram. I'd consider starting Mark this week. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are still splitting time, so it's hard to pick one of them. Only starting them in deeper dynasty leagues. Marquise Brown might have a nice day. I like Marquise Brown as a DFS start this week. Probably would not be starting him in most redraft leagues, but definitely firing up in uh, deeper dynasty leagues. Mandrews, every week starter. You're, you're always starting Mark Andrews no matter what. We got the Panthers and the Falcons. Teddy Bridgewater is a sneaky play this week. Definitely a nice DFS play. Kay Adams from Good Morning Football really liked him. Was talking about him today. Mike Davis is also start. And if there's any game that DJ Moore is going to go off, it has to be this one. Free nuggets. So, worth the start with the great matchup. We'll see how it goes. Robbie Anderson the same. Definitely will be starting Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson so far is a more reliable every week starter than DJ Moore, but we are still holding out hope that DJ is going to do what he normally does. For the Falcons, Matt Ryan, every week starter in every format. Todd Gurley, you're definitely starting him up. He's getting a little bit better, but he's definitely getting the volume to help. Receiver situation, anyone for the Falcons is worth a start at any week, but... Watch out what's going on with Julio. If Julio sits, Calvin really probably has a worse day because they'll focus on Calvin. 
He typically has better weeks when Julio's playing. And the same goes with Russell Gage. Hayden Hurst is coming along. Definitely worth the start. That's tight ends, though, so you're going to start someone. You have to start them. Raiders and the Chiefs, this one's an interesting game. A lot of people are cutting, are, are counting out the Raiders. Chiefs are great, but if you're going to beat them, you need a great run offense. You need to be steady, steady at the run. And if the Raiders are going to win by running the ball, that means Josh Jacobs is going to have a good day. So if you think the Raiders might win, definitely start up Josh Jacobs. Derek Carr is only a start in Superflex leagues as a second quarterback. Jacobs in any format. Darren Waller in any format. Top three tight end. Henry Ruggs is back, as well as Brian Edwards. Don't feel comfortable yet starting either of those two. Um, in the deep league, it's definitely worth the dart throw to start Ruggs. Hunter Renfro has been the more consistent play, but still only really starting him in deeper leagues. On the flip side for the Chiefs, smash all around. I mean, Sammy Watkins is the only questionable one, Demarcus Robinson. But the main guy is Mahomes, Hilaire, Hill, and Kelsey. Every format, start all day. We have the Cardinals and the Jets. We'll see how that goes. Jets are just getting uh, sent home for maybe a positive COVID test, so we'll see if this game gets rescheduled. If not, if it continues at Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, we got Kyler Murray, who's an every week starter. I predicted that Kyler Murray was going to jump into the elite tier of quarterbacks for fantasy. It's it's definitely close between him and Josh Allen, but I really like what Kyler's doing, especially with his legs. Kenyon Drake, if there's any week to start Kenyon Drake, I, I mean, I thought it was last week too, but this might be a good week. I don't like Kenyon Drake, but if you want to take that last shot on him, this might be the week. D-Hop, every week starter. Larry Fitzgerald and uh, Andy Isabella are definitely dart throws in deeper leagues. Um, if you have them in best ball, that's probably the best format for them, but they've be, been doing sneakily well production-wise. I mean, not really great for fantasy or really worth starting in like a normal redraft league, but they're getting looks. For the Jets, you saw that Joe Flacco is now the starter for this week. And... I don't know. If you're starting Joe Flacco, say a prayer. I hope it works out. Um, I'm definitely praying for you. Thoughts and prayers go your way if you're starting Joe Flacco this week. Don't really worry about anyone else. I mean, Crowder maybe, but um, Herndon's still alive, as my man Polly Sleeper says, so not really much there. For the Eagles, for Carson Wentz, it's like now or never. Between Carson Wentz and Big Ben, I am more comfortable starting Big Ben than Carson Wentz at this point. Ben's ready to go. He was pissed about last week. Fire him up in almost any format. James Conner and Juju and Deontay Johnson are definitely worth starts. I'd feel comfortable starting them, but I'm not expecting a big day from them. They should all hopefully just hit double digits. For the Eagles, Deshaun Jackson is back. Is worth a dart throw for some long touchdowns. Miles Sanders as well, but going up against the Steelers defense, that's one of the best run defenses in the league right now. If you have Miles, you're most likely considering starting him. I, I definitely would. But if you have some other high ceiling guys, some boomer bust guys that you're hoping will bu- or will boom this week, 
then you definitely want to get them in your flex because Miles Sanders may not have as good of a day as he normally would going up against that Steelers. Rams versus Washington. New quarterback game with Kyle Allen, as we talked about earlier. Terry McLaurin is the safest play, followed by Antonio Gibson. We're still waiting for Logan Thomas to become a thing. He's still getting the targets. Maybe that'll get better with Kyle Allen. But Terry's definitely your play this week on that game. For the Rams, Jared Goff is becoming a one quarterback every week starter. Playing consistently well. Running back situation is a little bit more up in the air now with Daryl Henderson Malcolm Brown. I'd still probably go Daryl Henderson here. I had to pick up Malcolm Brown in one league where I had some injuries. We'll see how that goes. Cooper Cup, every week starter. Bobby Trees, every week starter. Tyler Higby, same. Again, it's a tight end position, so you're getting what you can get. He's definitely boomer busted this at this point, but those booms are great. For the Dolphins and the 49ers, my man, Miles Gaskin, gain the playing time, becoming a real nice fantasy asset at this point. Continue to fire him up, but again, 49ers defense is tough. Ryan Fitzmagic is only a start in Superflex Leagues this week. Again, I don't expect a lot from him. Devontae Parker and Preston Williams are a start in deeper leagues, not starting them in traditional 12-man redraft leagues. <clears throat> but I am starting Mike Gusecki. Again, tight ends, and he's a pretty decent one. For the 49ers, it's either Nick Mullins or C.J. Beathard. I would just avoid that quarterback situation altogether. Then you got Jared McKinnon, the Jet. He's definitely worth a start this week against the Dolphins. For the receiver position, I would just avoid that. Debo's coming back to practice and may be playing, and so I'd still give it a week for him. But Kittle's the play all day. We love George Kittle here. Free nuggets. For the Giants and the Cowboys, I'm hoping it's a Darius Slayton day with that porous Cowboys secondary. If Danny Dimes can drop some dimes into him, it could be a nice day for Slayton. Maybe hitting 20-plus PPR points. Evan Ingram, the same. He's had a rough start to the season. He's also had a really tough matchup, so hopefully it gets a little bit better and he breaks out a bit. I think Sterling Shepard's back, so it's Tate and Shepard picking up whatever that Slayton doesn't get. For the Cowboys, I mean... Same as the Chiefs at this point. Dak Prescott, start. Zeke Elliott, start. Amari Cooper, start. Michael Gallup, start. CeeDee Lamb, start. Dalton Schultz, start. Easy. That's the easiest analysis I've ever done because they're killing it. That offense is great, but we knew that was going to happen coming into the season. For the Colts and the Browns, the Colts defense is still playing great. I like that DST this week. Phillip Rivers is only a start in Superflex. Same with Baker Mayfield at this point. You're going to keep one in a roll with Odell and Jarvis if you have them, but Colts defense is tough, so be prepared. Kareem Hunt is now taking over. Nick Chubb is out. Dernish Johnson was the hot pickup this week. I still see a 80-20, 70-30 split with Kareem Hunt, though. Kareem Hunt's the real deal. Now it's his time to take over. On the flip side, you're definitely starting Jonathan Taylor. However, the Browns have been real tough against the run, so don't expect big days. Again, if you have someone else that's a higher boom candidate, put him in your flex if you're starting Jonathan Taylor. 
three nuggets. T.Y. Hilton's been a disappointment, but I could see him getting a touchdown in this game. And that's all I'm starting. Mo Ali Cox. Yeah, you're probably starting Mo Ali Cox too. Not not excited about any of those other uh, Colts receivers, so I'm just going to pass on them. And one of my favorite matchups this week is the Vikings and the Seahawks. We should see a lot of air action, a lot of points through the air this week. So even a single quarterback league, I'd consider starting Kirk Cousins or even the DFS. Russell Wilson's still the man. Adam Thielen's going to eat. Justin Jefferson's going to eat. DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf is going to eat. Tyler Lockett is going to eat dessert. So everyone's going to do well, except for maybe the tight ends. I don't expect a lot of points for the tight ends, but maybe that's the hole in the defense this week. They're going to focus on those tough receivers for both teams. And maybe we see uh, Kyle Rudolph, Irv Smith, Greg Olson get a touchdown. See if that happens. Monday night, we got the Broncos and the Patriots. If that still happens. Cam's still out. May want to play Broncos defense. They're not stellar, but without Cam, that offense for the Patriots is not that good. Free Nuggets. I would not be starting Brett Ripien for the Broncos or any quarterback for the Patriots. Melvin Gordon, maybe worth the start if you need to. Jerry Judy, definitely a start. Tim Patrick in a deeper league. Tim Patrick is lighting up defenses lately, and Brett Ripien and Tim Patrick seem to have a nice connection. That continues. He's on the watch list for redraft leagues for sure. For the Patriots, Damian Harris, James White, that's about it. Keep a lookout for Kill Harry, Damian Bird, but I'm not starting them in any sort of normal redraft league. Monday night's a doubleheader. We got the Chargers and the Saints. Justin Herbert is officially taking over as the quarterback, but we already knew that was happening. I definitely saw that happening in August when I was watching Hard Knocks. Eckler is officially, he's he's out. He's he's officially out for a while. Um, so you're going with Josh Kelly or Justin Jackson at this point. If I don't have to, I wouldn't start either of those running backs this week. I wait to see what happens, see how the usage is going to be. Definitely starting up Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry. Mike Henry, Mike Williams is not officially out. But in deeper leagues, if he plays, you need to start him. I'd feel comfortable with that. Saints, Drew Brees, definitely starting him. Alvin Kamara, Jared Cook. Michael Thomas is still not back. So fire up Emmanuel Sanders in those deeper leagues. And Trey Con smith and DFS might be a nice play. And the Bills and the Titans. So let's see what happens if that game still happens on Tuesday. And they get their act together. Josh Allen has been a real nice surprise this year. Starting him up in every format. Devin Singletary will continue to get the looks. He's worth a flex play. Stephon Diggs in any format. Stephon Diggs is so nice with his route running this year. Every year. But this year, that connection is amazing. John Brown looked like he hurt his leg, his hamstring in practice on Thursday. Monitor that. They haven't officially rolled him out, but he's probably going to be out. Cole Beasley's definitely worth the start in deeper leagues. For the Titans... Tana Thrill, if they're playing, <laughs> uh, I would say Tannehill's more of a, a super flex start this week than a one quarterback league. Derrick Henry every week. 
I don't know who's catching the ball. They think A.J. Brown might be back this week, so if that happens, fire up A.J. But after that, it's really nobody left. So looks like a Derrick Henry, Jonu Smith type of day. So I really like Jonu Smith. Smith this week. I haven't looked up his DFS uh, price on DraftKings yet, but I definitely would consider firing him up. And that's it. That's the entire slate. So hopefully that helped. Hopefully you like that new format. If you don't, let me know. I'll change it up. I'm going to fuck. <laughs> but if you did like it, if it was helpful, let me know too. Then you can find me all the time on Twitter, at 2on1FFB. Shoot me a DM. Hit me with a tweet. Within your starts at questions, your trade questions. Catch my trade target tilt article that dropped last week. There's still two guys on there that still have a low price. You can get them for cheap. Free nuggets. That are looking to still break out for the rest of the year. And you can find all of my work at theundroppables.com. And go and follow the rest of the Undroppables squad. And remember, with the two-on-one crew and the Undroppables, you're never out of contention. If you do this for me, you will be a made man. Are you working? Yeah, what kind of work are you doing? My team is the raw, she look flawless, the synopsis as we go into the top. And really, there is no other option. Opposition start tripping, I laugh, they even try to top this. Embarrassed competition like women caught in public topless. Toxic flows, I lock and low, blow minds explode, no crimes patrol. Just fights and codes get broken by those that's supposed to be your bros. Blood is mud because loyalty is gold, rolling OGs get blown. Garden grow, bringing the heat like the streets is stoked. Resurrecting real tracks just to kill this beat that's old. Unleashing beast mode, saying cheese and royalties get soaked. Bringing so much hot fire that I breathe out smoke. Believe in achieving, succeeding over demons. Trying to test me, give me a reason to take away air you breathe in. Punch like what's in your teeth in. Confident, never conceded. I clock in that race of cheaters, dashing and dodging policemen. Leaking ether out the speakers like a faucet and taking flights to the cosmics. I'm breaking up all this bread, so I'm well fed in all my pockets. Instead of killing your conscience, we spreading important words like messages from ancient prophets. Stop it, hold up, and get a tighter grip of this. Still spitting lyrics sicker than syphilis. No physicists can stop the sickness from destroying phonies into increments. I'm on a higher stage, lighting up like a fireplace headed for the moon it feels like my entire mind's erased pushing heavy place weakling still on that minor weight sniper rifle flowing working chunks from many miles away yeah